Welcome to Ladies Get Action, the podcast where two best friends talk about getting action movies. This week, we watched Predator, the 1987 sci-fi horror, war, action, something movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, and Carl Weathers. It was a film that we watched. (laughs) We watched it. Uh, Do you want to say how you felt about it? Yeah, yeah. We'll do like a quick overview and get into our weekends. And I had actually my overview and my weekend is very intertwined because I had a unique viewing experience today. I usually will watch the film in one sitting, you know, with my notebook and take like five or six pages of notes. Very fastidious. And this morning was a little different because I was like limited on time. I woke up early, started the film at 9 a.m., impressive <laughs> and I got through the first uh it's it's an hour and a half film an hour 40 film I got through all but the last 35 minutes oh wow before I had to leave and change my plans um and like put on my makeup and then I went to a drag brunch which was fabulously different from this movie and it was a lot of fun <laughs> and then I finished it about an hour ago I finished the film and like I rewound a couple times to make sure I didn't miss anything and had to put subtitles on at one point to understand what the predator himself was saying. Oh, it, which yeah. he does speak at one point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think I got that. I'll I'll read it to you if you didn't. Okay. I, I rewound that part. But yes, overall, I don't think it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was really open to it. You know, I love Alien. I love Aliens. I love that series. Well, just those two really. Alien and Aliens. Aliens is better than Alien, which is a fact. Film film community. It is. Mm, Okay. That's not debatable. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, both both are phenomenal. And I know that Alien and Predator intersect. So I assume they're both aliens of a kind. And, you know, this film opens with the spaceship. So I'm like, ooh, where are we going? Um, But I don't think we went much of anywhere. So I wasn't really a fan. I had a fine time watching it, but it's not for me. What did you think overall? So I sort of had the same thing going in, in this, not in the sense that I watched it at 9 a.m., but <laughs> I had like a full brunch meetup and hangout uh, before that. I love Alien. I have seen Aliens, I think. Anyway, but I thought this was going to be like more space themed. I thought it was going to be like kind of on a parallel, parallel track to Alien. It was fine. Yeah, it wasn't great. The one thing I can say for it is that it did feel like the first film of its kind in the sense of like, you know, the monster being invisible or like, where is it? It's, is it like a horror movie? It was fine. I don't really have a lot to say about it. I mean, I have a lot to say about it, but I, did, I didn't love it. I'm not going to make a case for it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it had a lot of really offensive lines that. Yes. It's very much of its time. Yeah. Yeah. And same, I went into it with like a trying to be like, okay, so I'm not going to hate this from the get go. Like, mm-hmm. this is not, I'm going to be super open about it. And I was for about the first like 15 minutes, I would say. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting what's happening. And we'll like, and then things we'll just got time. like kind of wobbly for me. And so <laughs> that's sort of my viewpoint. Yeah, I get that. We'll get, we'll get into the whole thing. Before we get there, how was your weekend? Well, my weekend was great. <laughs> we hung out a ton. Um, As usual. <laughs> Rebecca, James, and I watched the new Batman. Oh. <laughs> that was a movie. What do you think of the new Batman, Ren? It was not a movie for me. <laughs> I didn't love it. I really didn't love it. 
That's polite. It was funny because we're both saying they're tolerating this film, which is terrible. There were so many places I really could have used some tightening up or like, personally, I really like Batman Begins. Yeah. We can at least agree that that series of films, that film, The Dark Knight, no one likes the one after Dark Knight Returns or Batman Returns, whatever. Um, But those two films are like fantastic. Yeah. As a series, you know, with Kristen Bale and um, Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. Amazing films. This was not that. (laughs) No. Not by far. There's not a single laugh in the whole movie. And I'm sorry, I just, you can't, how, how long was Dune? About three hours. Okay, I didn't feel the length in Dune. Dune felt like really, like I was always engaged. This I did just, I did feel the length in Dune, but I still enjoyed right. it. Yeah, this one, I mean, we were maybe 45 minutes in and I was like, how long do we It was so fucking long. It was so long. It was visibly dark, not like. I mean, it was, it was really trying hard for tonally dark, too. Yes. <laughs> but visually dark, where you couldn't see anything. And my biggest problem was that um, Robert Pattinson's Batman, his uh, his Bruce Wayne, his alter ego, you know, his, his human alter ego, had no life of his own. So there's really nothing at stake for his Batman character to lose. Yeah. he's He's done nothing in his human, you know, regular dude life for us to worry about that being sabotaged by the Batman getting caught or fucking things up. I mean, I feel like that's a really good summary of that movie is that nobody had anything to lose because we didn't care enough. Like the city, spoiler alert, the city gets flooded and I I felt like it came out of nowhere. Right. I didn't know that like a, the city levees were like going to break or like city, you know, the river walls or that like it would be a problem. It was just too long of a movie for me to sit through (laughs) and be, (laughs) And be like, okay, with all the plot holes. I was in Santa Plus Night. We went dancing on Saturday night, which was so fun. I grew up contra dancing and my parents, like my father would play music at these dances. um, And they're basically community dances. I think that's a pretty good summary of what a contra dance is. I suppose. Yeah. It was like line dancing, but like with the lesson and it was really fun. Yeah. And it was great. And I'd gone once like ages before the pandemic and I've been really wanting to go again. And we I roped all my friends into going and they all came. It was a, it was a really fun time. I didn't know what I was getting into. We went two levels down into a basement of a church. So I was real worried at first, but it was a fun time and it, no one tried to recruit me to any cults. <laughs> this time and it was just a great time it was it was a lot of fun I feel like I got a good workout in yeah Um, my calves are sore today I think yours are too yeah great music Mm -hmm. I it's funny I was thinking unrelated about cults and realizing there have been times in my life where I'm like really passionate about something like contra dancing or like um there's an actor accountability group I used to be part of and I would try and tell Uh people about it and I just it's something about me where it's like if I get really passionate about something and I tell somebody it will sound like a cult (laughs) well actor accountability group sounds like a cult already any kind of accountability group like where it's a group sounds like a cult right right I just I I had um, this new friend a couple years ago and I was like trying I was like oh you're an actor you should come and now looking back I I'm sure that she thinks of me she thinks oh wow Rin like she was definitely trying to recruit me to her (laughs) cult and all I think is no no I, I really wasn't but that's kind of fun those things can like slide into cults so easy though i think oh yeah like if your accountability group hadn't been as legit as it sounds like it must have been perhaps it was yeah i don't know i don't know anything about this group actually no it was was legit yes (laughs) okay well any kind of holding accountability is a yucky idea i think in a group setting Mm. 
right? Like it can be. It can turn into something yucky right away. Absolutely. I mean, we right? were holding we... accountability in a group. Ooh, for what? Right. It was more like self accountability to get stuff done. Well, like still, right? I know. I mean, we were meeting. Showing with, up like, and proving you've done a thing. Like the one male leader, <laughs> like once a week. I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding. no! I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that at all. I've heard about like diet groups in general that um, are all about accountability and like a texting, and you have to like text what you're eating and what you're working out and then it's like you get kicked out if you don't do it right and you have to pay money to stay in it and like ooh, yeah well all that's culty to me yeah was the contra dance a cult no it it certainly (laughs) wasn't i think some people there may have been in the cult but they didn't try and recruit us (laughs) which was very friendly of them um but it was a fun time it was a really good time yeah it was really funny to be like dancing to folk music in this church basement and then you go out onto the streets of New York and it's like Saturday night. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause we saw these girls like, and they're like going out wears. And... Yeah. Bless their hearts. All them 22. <laughs> yeah. We're like in our sneakers. I'm like yeah. oh, let's go home. It's like 10. We're tired. I got my twirly skirt and my, like my bike shorts on for <laughs> underneath that. But yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, and then I watched this movie. I feel like there have been movies where I've watched it and I've been like, I can't believe I'm watching this. I'm so annoyed at watching this. Mm-hmm. And this one is just kind of like, eh, I watched it. So, um, what did you think starting the movie? Yeah, I had no idea what to expect at all. I was watching the opening credits, and it's like this military base, and everyone's driving around, and you're like, okay. Well, no, the very first thing you see is a spaceship, actually. Yeah. It's a spaceship just in outer space, and we never see that again or revisit it. Like a ship comes down and goes into Earth. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, like, like a small rocket detaches. Oh, I just saw the ship going into the space. Mm, from there, there was like a rocket detaching going into Earth. I missed that somehow. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. I mean, it doesn't really affect the movie at all, but that's how you know that like something's going down into Earth. All right. I missed that part. I originally, like, I thought Arnold Schwarzenegger was in this because I didn't see him in the credits at all. Mm. And then there he was. Did I did not like his mustache. No? <laughs> no. I was like, yuck, mustache. It felt like not his mustache, but the opening credits after the spaceship scene really felt like Jurassic Park to me in a way. And mm-hmm. so I was super excited. I was like, okay, this kind of could be fun. I knew it was going to be some sort of people were going to die because of this alien thing. Yes. So it felt kind of like they were going to be hunted by, you know, like the dinosaurs or the predator. Um, so there were parallels for Jurassic Park, but that is actually not what happened. Yeah. I mean, I can see what you're saying too. Like perhaps the military created this monster and that would be the parallel to Jurassic Park. Oh, that wasn't, I was just saying it felt like Jurassic Park, but I like that idea. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, I knew what I was getting into. I think I knew that this is going to be a monster movie that established a monster we're going to see in lots of other movies. And I knew it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and I like Arnold Schwarzenegger quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I love the Terminator. I love him as the Terminator. Yes. I think he's a fantastic actor a lot of the time. He's Um, not great in this. You know, I I don't know whose fault that is. Right. Um, (laughs) But he, you know, it's a military movie more than a lot of things. But it's established early on it's not a war movie, which was my initial thought, like when we're landing in that military base. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, it's going to be like a full war movie and they're at war and ugh. But it's more like they're somewhere in South America, I figured. Yeah, South or Central. Yeah, because there's people speaking Spanish. And they have some kind of military base set up and it's Dutch, who's Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
and his like gang of of six. Oh, his gang his gang of non expendables, <laughs> right? Which right. they mentioned quite a few times. They are not expendable. Um, they're a remote team, not assassins. That's right. That's right. Oh no, I'm sorry. They're a rescue team, not assassins. Yes, except that they totally are assassins. Well, yeah, they think of themselves as like an extraction team. Right, yes. But yeah, they're they're under false pretenses, which you can tell are false from the second they get there. Like I I could at least. I was like, oh, Carl Weathers is lying to them from the second they arrived. Oh, I missed that. Oh, really? I was like, I was sure that he was lying to him to them because basically they arrive and Carl Weathers says, Oh, I brought you guys in because you're the best of the best. And we have this diplomat um who's been kidnapped by this guerrilla force. And it's your job to get him back. And we brought you in here because you're the best at it. I guess I was too caught up in the idea of having actual male friends on screen. Because because he's like, well, some some dummy told, said that you were the best. And then oh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, what are you doing here? And then they kind of have like a standoff. And then they're like, we're best friends. Just like that. So I was just kind of caught up in, in the, the hope that we might see some sort of male camaraderie. Well, and I think there are, like, friends from before. Yes. But it's clear and they establish us later that Carl Weathers has changed. Mm. That um, being a pencil pusher, as uh, Arnold describes it, has changed him. Right. Oh, yeah. I into see. a liar. Yes. Um, because it, I, to me, it was clear that he was deceiving them this whole time. Especially knowing that there's a monster in the woods, which we know as moviegoer is going to see a movie called, the, like, Predator. Right. We know there's a monster. I feel like it was never about those hostages. Oh, not at all. The hostages were, I mean, they were kind of dead from the get-go. They were. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we're introduced to to these guys. And I, yeah, every time I do think like Carl Weathers knows about the monster already. I thought he knew about the monster. I was wrong about that. I thought he was sending them in there to fight this monster. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it turns out he didn't know about the monster, really. I I, I did kind of love that where it was like, they all thought... That I mean, I think I wrote down like humans are the monsters. Like they all well, yes, they were going up against something else, and it turned out that like the hunt, like this, basically, you know, the hunters were becoming the hunted. True, very true. And I thought that was a nice. And we'll talk about the predator itself, but for lots of the movie, it is like a regular old human man kind of invisible. <laughs> yeah, a very fit human man, I have to say. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know, it's not quite yeah, really until later. <laughs> Before we get to the monster, which we don't get to the monster till like 40 minutes in. Yeah. The monster even like makes his like invisible appearance. And heard clicking and yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh dang it. So then I turned them off. Oh yeah. I turned, I only turned mine back on when the predator spoke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mine were off too, the whole movie. Because it would give it away. Yeah, we meet, we meet this gang of men and they say some things in the helicopter that aren't great. <laughs> they are not. The only one I liked at first was Billy because he... His one of his gang teammates makes this terrible. I liked that moment. Too. Yeah, and Billy just like stares back at him. It was a sexist joke. This it was, is- yeah, sexist. And the the man making the sexist joke is like, okay, I guess I'm gonna go off because Billy just like stares at him and says nothing. Actually, in the film Superbad, mm. 
You ever watch that? I did. I didn't like it. I loved it. I wrote I a whole paper like about it. it in college about why it's a feminist film. Interesting. And I hated it. Actually. One of my oh, I love. I fucking love that movie. Mm. I think it's a fantastic movie. But one of my big points was to what you're saying was that when Jonah Hill's character made sexist jokes in that film, he was only met with like disgust and dismissal by his best friend. So disgust and dismissal. He was never rewarded for that behavior. He was only rewarded by his friend when he started to treat Emma Stone's character as a person. Oh, I, yeah. I like that. I think it's a great movie, actually. A very, very fine movie, actually. Mm. I'll dig up that paper sometime. <laughs> but but yeah, I will repeat the joke that he said. So one of the guys goes, I'll just say it as if I'm him. He was talking about his girlfriend. He said that he said to his girlfriend, I'd like a little pussy. And then he says, that's the joke. That's and the then, joke. But then he has to explain it to Billy, his mm-hmm. name. And he's just glaring at him. And I, I love that moment because it showed, you know, oh, this guy's terrible. Yeah. He's making this joke and the film is on Billy's side. Yeah, I love that. And we appreciate that, that, the, that Billy laughed at the second yeah. joke about the, again, the same joke. It was the same joke, just told differently. Yeah, but an echo in his girlfriend's pussy. And so that undermined it a little bit, but I really did like Billy's like cold stare in that moment. They're all jerks, basically. They're all merc. It seems like mercenary jerks. <laughs> I wrote, who will be the first one to be picked off? Can't wait. <laughs> basically, they've been told that they're there. This group of, of like mercenary rescue people led by Arnold Schwarzenegger have been told that their mission is to intercept this guerrilla force and retrieve these two hostages. One is a diplomat of some sort. They basically land on the ground and see this helicopter, which they said the helicopter was intercepted or had been downed, was hit with a heat-seeking missile. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they're seeing evidence all around. And I don't know how they figured this out, but they're like, oh, these are American boots and these are American trails. Oh, right. Yeah. And Americans have been here. And this is very strange, which to me was like, oh, they sent and then they find later the flayed bodies. Yeah, that was gross. That was real gross. Not flayed, but like, well, I guess skinned. I suppose flayed and skinned. Yeah. They find three skinned bodies hanging upside down. Um, I think this is important later because I have questions about what the predator wants to do with these bodies. <laughs> I have but a lot of questions about the predator. We have a lot of questions about the predator. So there are three bodies they find near the crash site and they're all skinned and they're hanging upside down and their bellies have been cut open and their like intestines or whatever are on the ground. Yeah, their guts are in a pile. Yes, <laughs> in a pile. Otherwise intact. Yeah, what do you think the predator wanted with that? Is he eating their skin? And Ugh. if so... Why does he not eat the skin later on? It feels like maybe they're supposed to be trophies and he's gonna like... Right, because the woman says something about trophies. the skin? What? Stuff the skin. Like... With what? I guess that doesn't make sense. We never see that though. We have no, no. reason to think that. No, I'm just speculating wildly about what... Because you don't see where the skin goes. No, we don't. Yeah, I don't really know. Does He's not eating the people. Nope. He's not even eating their bow, like their intestines or whatever because they're just on the pile on the ground. Right. Unless he's snacking on the skin like uh, chicken skins. <laughs> or like jerky. Yeah. With his little flame roaster. Oh. I need to eat. <laughs> Doesn't he eat human? Maybe he's a vegetarian? Well, again, is he snacking on skin? Because <laughs> that's the only thing they're missing. But if he's snacking on skin, he left one of the guys with his skin on. He got sloppy. Remember? Right, right. Well, then he like... And then he smashed the... Unclear. But the other one, he like drowned in the river. Like... I... I don't know what this predator is doing. Ugh, the predator, he, we don't understand. In any case, it's clear from the jump that Carl Weathers is lying to them, mm. which is the point. Mm-hmm. They find a dog tag on one of the flayed bodies, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's friend. So they've sent out other American crews to come figure this out before. Yeah, to try or to try and get the hostages. Sure. Well, I imagine to help 
to come and figure out the predator. Oh, that would have been better. Yes. Um, Because to get the hostages is so stupid. This should be a time sensitive thing. And then when we do see the hostages, we see when these gorilla guys kill them for nothing. Yeah. So they're already dead. Why try and do this big rescue mission if they're just going to be killed no matter what? Why kill them right then, like, for no reason and not earlier when the first American, (laughs) you know, group showed up to rescue them or later when our Americans invade the camp, then they could shoot them? Or why doesn't the predator come in, do it? The predator doesn't care about the gorillas? No, I mean, the predator is our alien from space who apparently is just on the planet to, like, have a little fun. The only information we get about him is from Anna. Right. She says he comes when it's hot. He comes every year that's really hot, and it's a hot year. So he's there all the time, and he comes years that it's extra hot, and other years, I guess, he doesn't eat the skin. He's going to love global warming. Yeah. All right, he comes when it's hot, and then she says he's called the demon who make trophies of men. Let's just talk about the predator. Let's just get into that. Yeah. Um, I wrote in all caps in my notes. Um, why is predator? <laughs> why is the predator? Can you help me answer that question? That's the full question. Okay. Why is predator encompasses all of it? Why is the predator there? What does he want? What's he doing there? What is his purpose as an animal? To hunt men and create trophies. Some men. Some men, yes. Why the men he chooses? Because he doesn't go after any of those gorilla fighters. No, he also doesn't go after Anna. That's right. Not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then when he can, he chooses to not kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, yeah. I, I was he spares about him. That moment. And Arnold spares him back. What does he want? Like, what are we supposed to think he wants? Like, what I love about Alien, the alien in Alien and Aliens, is that it's an animal. It is just an animal. It is here to find a host body, to replicate, to consume, and to move on. Mm-hmm. And it will kill anything that gets in its way of consuming, finding a host, and living. The predator seems very selective with his prey. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's got guns. He's got a wine opener on his like little tool belt. He's got a high-tech suit that lets him blend. Yes. He's got a mask over his face. Yep. He's got a gross, yucky, like uh, sort of spongy, wet face. Some nice pincers. Yeah, scorpion like they that's why they did the parallel to the scorpion. Oh, I didn't make that connection. What does he want though? Like like I said, like the aliens motivations are very clear. Survival. Maybe he likes the heat. Maybe he can only like survive in the heat. Okay. That's well, but the hotter years, I mean I mean like maybe he prefers like how I don't want to go to Florida and when it's like in July, I prefer <laughs> to go in like March. Maybe that's just his preferred time of vacation. Maybe that's when he could get PTO. Okay. What does he want from these people? Sport. He seems to just want to kill them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, what does he want from them? Why why flay them? Why disembowel them? Why skin them? Some of them. Some of them. Not all of them. Because you could argue at a certain point the men start hunting him. So then he's playing defense, right? He's fighting for his life. He's killing these men before they can kill him. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, he's picking these men off to flay. Except for with this group, he doesn't flay them. He doesn't skin them. He doesn't hang them. So it's not like a ritualistic killing. It's just yucky for yuck's sake. Anyway, I, I'm only questioning all this to make the point that this film doesn't have a clear idea of what this monster's motivation is, what he wants, what he eats, why he's there, what's he doing in the off months. <laughs> Um, if he's only killing like American, you know, interlopers, that's one thing, right? He's defending his jungle, you could say. Right. However, that's not the case because Anna says he's killing tribes people all the time in the hotter months. So it's indiscriminate. 
then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have the answers as to why why there is no motivation or anything. Yeah, I just it's I think it's overall just disappointing that there are no answers to these questions. Yeah, this was not a movie series that I particularly enjoyed, um, or that anybody I think thinks is good. But the King Kong redos. Oh yeah, bad. this feels a lot like that. But in there, I mean, Kong has like a, a mission and it's to protect the villages and like protect his land. So that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas here, yeah, there's no there's no reason. And honestly, the the film feels kind of like it slides around because of it. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like the film can't land anywhere because the monster, like even even just an animal, again, like Alien from Aliens, mm-hmm. a monster has to have a motivation, even if it's just I'm eaten. I'm hungry and I'm going to eat. And I'm going to eat whatever I can find. Um, sur- survival. Survival. Basically. The predator doesn't seem concerned with that. He's not eating as far as we can tell anything. Mm-hmm. Unless, again, he's snacking on skin. But um, and that, if that's the case, he's leaving quite a bit of skin. It was just disappointing overall because I wanted... I'm down to like invest in another series. Yeah. And this is not one that invites that idea. And I think probably the 2018 remake that I clicked next to, to when I established, I'm like, we're watching 78, right? Yes. Yes, we are. Um, Because there's a 2018 remake with uh, Yvonne Strahovski, who I love. Yeah, I really... Chuck and Handmaid's Tale. I would watch that remake. I'm curious about that remake, because I bet they give some reasons to why is Predator. (laughs) Right. Some answers. I bet they do, because, I mean, maybe this is a moment of its time in 78 where you kind of don't have to... Right. Give all the answers. Well, it's worse than that. I think it's 87. I'm sorry, 87. Yeah. Where they're just getting away on, like, not giving any answers to those questions. There was also a, a 2004 um, Aliens versus Predators, which well, is, I know about that. Yeah, it looks terrible. Culturally. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Predator. And we're back. What did you think of the Predator vision that we were treated to for a lot of this movie? Well, like everything we just discussed, it made up and changed the rules as it went. Yes, it did. It was so basically it was like thermal vision. Yeah. But at one point Arnold Schwarzenegger covers himself in mud <laughs> and suddenly he doesn't read on uh, on Suddenly his body heat is completely gone. Right. And I just think he'd have to put on a lot of mud. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. And then and then when the predator takes off his mask, suddenly you see he can't read body heat at all. Everything is red. Yeah. Why would he take off his mask? I don't know. I couldn't. I wrote. Yeah, I wrote down. Why did he take off his mask? Do you want to show Arnold his face? Yeah. Maybe but why? Show him who he was dealing with. Oh no. Show him he couldn't be squished as easily as they as a scorpion. His... Yeah. Yeah, I do think they're like genetic cousins. Weird, weird shit. Why does he have guns? Why does he have tech? Why does he have a wine opener? <laughs> Where is the wine? Yes. But yeah, he's like he's like all at once man and machine and monster. Cause like in the very beginning, before they show us the predator's form, like um, when he's not v- invisible, we just see like the, the little uh, like mirrored yeah. mirrored forest moving as as the body of the predator. I was like, because it's very clearly the figure of a man. Yeah, yeah. It's one hundred percent a human man, not moving in any kind of monster way. It's a human man, you know, crouching through the forest. When I saw that, I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be, maybe I'm wrong about the Predator. Maybe, like, the Predator is, like, an alien later in the films. Like, maybe, maybe this is a story of a man who, like, an abandoned soldier who's, like, been, was, like, left behind. You were giving this film so much 
credit. I'm saying what if, right? I'm saying the what if version would have been great. <clears throat> right? Like the what if is like, what if he was like a soldier who was abandoned like during war and he empathized with the people that he was hunting and he was a very bad man. But then he realized like, oh, the Americans are really bad too. And he becomes feral by the woods. And he's like a feral man who's going to hunt the hunters, right? He's going to hunt the Americans who he blames for punishing him. And he's also developed some kind of special powers to be invisible. He's got his little guns and tools. And he's just like a mercenary in the forest who's going to hunt these men back. Maybe he was part of a secret research facility. And they were really like causing a lot of harm to the villagers. Um, yeah, in, in, in our version of this. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like Captain America's super serum where he's yes. now been experimented on and has all these powers right exactly and he's like living in the woods and he only kills when he has to but now these men have come into his world and he remembers these kinds of men perhaps he even remembers arnold Mm -hmm. and he's gonna take him out one by one and i also felt like and again i'm giving this film way more (laughs) credit than it deserves by even like speculating to this extent but i was thinking maybe he's like the punishment of their war crimes past Ooh, that's that would be because they talk about Afghanistan and they talk about things that they, they Arnold's about, like, I don't, I don't want to do the things we did before. I'm not yeah. an assassin anymore. They talk about Vietnam too. Yes. Yeah. They're about Vietnam and they mentioned Afghanistan. Yeah. They said, we don't do that anymore. We're only doing rescues now. Well, what if it was someone from before? Who's <laughs> now like living in the jungle and like here to like, we become feral and like out to get him. That from the crimes a of the past. Great movie to watch. It is not that movie. It is not this movie. But I was really thinking that. I was like, this is a man. This is a human man they must know who is hunting them and gonna know their tricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but instead it was like a stupid alien monster that still operated exactly like a human man 99% yeah. of the time, not like an animal at all. I mean, when it had so- guns and the wine opener and the tools and like if the predator asked you on like a date and brought his little wine opener <laughs> and like had a nice romantic picnic in the jungle, would uh-huh. you say yes? Is he wearing his mask or he's not wearing his mask? Uh, well, you know, maybe as the date gets better, the mask comes off. <laughs> yeah, are so wearing his mask. Um, yeah, maybe. What about you? Sure, why not? He's got a wine opener. Yeah, he comes with his own <laughs> wine opener. We love a prepared man. <laughs> I think there was a real, like you just said, there's a like a really big missed opportunity to make parallels between man and monster or men yes. and monster. Especially yeah. since he is in human form. Most of the time. Right. With the exception of scorpion face. <laughs> and even scorpion face, I mean, wasn't wasn't terrible. No, it's still pretty humanoid. But yeah, it's just it really missed an opportunity there to be about something. It could have been about these men think that they've gone past their crimes. Of the past, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. They're going to be held account to account in the jungle. Yeah, and that could have tied in nicely also with they're still telling these really sexist jokes. Yes, and kind of having to well, and the horrible crimes they commit against this village. Right. This, I mean, it is the village of gorillas. Really, really upsetting. Terrible. Scene. Let's talk about that. I, I mean, I wrote down like this is really horrible, like because very violent. Prior to that point, we're really on these guys' side. You know, they've established we're not mercenaries we're not here to you know fight whatever bullshit war you want to fight we're just here to get these guys out and like leave so they approach this village and it seems like it's like this military encampment i didn't see any kids or anything yeah um with these guerrilla fighters and the hostages 
we watched the guerrilla fighters shoot one of the we don't even see the other hostage shoot a hostage in the head yeah for nothing that's done and then arnold says okay let's go in let's set this whole village on fire there's no sight of the other hostage there's no one to go rescue at that point but what they do in there is so crazy yeah, they burn it all down, which was they the point. They explode it, they burn it. They... That's what Carl Weathers wanted to do. Yes, that's what he tricked them into doing, essentially. Yeah. Um, but they burn it all down, they shoot everyone. They're shooting a million bullets at a time. They're like 50 bullets per person. They're... It is a wonder none of them died in like a friend, quote-unquote friendly fire sort of thing. Well, the way they're spraying bullets, like it's nothing. right. You know, it's like this all machismo, like, you know, all the machine guns are, or rocket launchers, and they're just blowing it up, killing, blowing, blowing, killing, killing, killing. And we see people suffer and die. Yeah, we see real death. And body parts come apart. And they wrote, how do they know they didn't blow up the hostage? But they think is live, which is clearly not live. They easily mowed down 100 people. And Arnold throws a knife into a man and, and pinning him to a tree and says, stick around. Right. Maybe that, so there's... A- a line later on that I didn't realize came from this movie, which is get to the chopper. Yes. Um, and I'm wondering if stick around is also one of. Yeah, probably. But yeah, get to the, cho- get to the chopper. No, I can't do it. You do get it. Get to the chopper. Yeah, that was better. <laughs> he says a bunch of, get to the chopper. So good. Yeah, there's no hostages. The only person they leave alive is a, is a woman. And I was really, really worried for this woman. I was too. This is when Arnold says to Carl Weathers, he said, you cooked up a story and dropped the six of us in a meat grinder. They're standing in midst- Fair enough, but they're the ones who ground all these men into meat. Right, they're standing in, like, the carnage of this village. Yeah, they just killed, like, hundreds of men for nothing. And then uh, he says, my men are not expendable. And they go, uh-oh, that's how we got the expendables. <laughs> that's how we got that terrible Because they mentioned series. it a bunch of times, my men are not expendable. We're not expendable. I'm like, is Jesse Ventura in the expendables? I think he is. Is he? Isn't he? Oh, quick break. We're going to look this Hold up. Hold on. I don't think he is, because he became the mayor. I think he is. Hunter Volta. Who isn't in Nixon Volta? He isn't. The governor of Minnesota, not the mayor. No, people wanted him in the Expendables. I see. <laughs> All right. So people wanted him in the Expendables, but he's not actually in it. But yes, we can blame this movie for why we had to watch the Expendables last year, which is a film that Rin and I watched uh, prior to recording our podcast and hated. I cannot tell you how much I hate that series. It was terrible. We watched the second one, right? We did, yeah. And when it came time for the third, I was like, we're not watching this. Well, the third had like an even better cast. Like, ooh, maybe. But it was so bad. That's so bad. The first and the second are just deplorable. Yeah. Should it be called the deplorables? Yes. I'm really so taken with this alternate plot idea. And there could have been a scene at the beginning where the predator like comes across their encampment, sees who the men are, maybe sees something and decides that like, I'm going to give them another chance. I'm going to let them go on with their lives. And like, oh, and then the sees what they do to these people. Yeah. And then, then he sees what they do to the village and is like, oh, they haven't changed at all. Yeah. They've been great. And he should know Arnold. Yes. He should know Arnold. And, there's... and that's why there's that moment at the end. Mm-hmm. Or they could have, if they're going to take the lazy way out, they could have still had that be the case, but had the, the flayed man who had the dog tags of his friend not actually be that man. That man is the predator. The predator is his friend. Oh, and it's a different body there. And the friend turned into the predator. And his friend, that's why he took off the mask. Like, don't you see me? But he's all feral now. I'm like a scorpion. Yeah, that would have been a much better movie. Yeah, either version. I would have liked Carl Weathers, like something with the hostages. That part needed to be tighter. 
Like we're told that the reason that this meeting couldn't take place was because it was like a, actually a Russian diplomat and right. Well, like, he things. said like all these different government forces were there and they were going to invade this country and they were stopping it. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that meeting. What I would have liked to see is Carl Weathers admit we know there's something in the forest. Yeah. All these governments, they know there's something bad in the forest too. And they're all here to study it, but they keep dying. Mm-hmm. And the last crew we sent in here, you know, after like duress, right? Like he tells them one fake story, two fake stories, three fake stories. They're confronted with the predator and he goes, uh-oh. <laughs> and Arnold's like, you gotta tell us what you know, you know, whatever in his voice. And then he's like, listen, all these governments know about this. We all know about it. I called you guys in because you're the best because my last American crew all died. They got flayed. There's something in the woods and it's up to you to stop it. And we don't know anything about it, but you guys are the only ones who can kill it. Yeah, I was hope- I was really hoping for that. But the first to die is the guy making the bad jokes. Yeah, he was. And I felt like the film expected us to feel sorry for him. I didn't. <laughs> well, he got disemboweled but not skinned. It's like if he wanted to eat his skin, he's left some on the bone. All of it. Um, yeah, I wrote, what's a predator getting out of this? And then and then we see the predator has lasers. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. The predator has blue lasers he can shoot out from his shoulders. And then he has red lasers, lasers from his eyes. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes he needs to get in there and, like, claw out the bowels. You know, like, He's got some, he needs to go to the nail salon because my God, those nails. <laughs> and then other times he can just shoot with his little lasers. Why doesn't he just kill everyone with his little later, lasers and then like scratch up their bowels later? Maybe it's part of his uh, maintenance process for those nails. It was so stupid. No, there were, I mean, every time the movie made a rule, it broke it or like. Exactly. It just, yeah, it, it wasn't consistent at all. Right. The predator skins people and hangs them. Nope, he is not skinning. <laughs> He's only hanging some. The predator's like attacking with his claws. No, he's shooting with lasers. Space yeah. lasers. The predator can move at the speed of light. Actually, he runs like a normal man. Also, he's very slow sometimes. And then he has green blood. That was one thing. Oh, and then there's a scene where they all mow down like a hundred trees in the forest. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. Like they're just wasting all of their bullets. I know. Destroying the forest. I would have loved to have seen that scene and then... The predator just like sitting behind them being like, cool. Yeah, that would have been great. They should have done the reverse shot where you can see the mirrored predator behind them like, shrug. <laughs> yeah. These dummies. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, again, like like you said, they create a rule and they break it. The problem is that the predator can see where they are based on heat signatures. It shouldn't have ever been a problem. Right. Killing them should have been easy. Yeah. But he struggles so <laughs> much with it. He has to pick them off one by one. It's it's very silly. He could have easily killed them all. It's not even like a cat and mouse game because it's like... No. Again, we don't know why he's doing it and, you know, to what purpose. If, if Maxwell, my cat... Maxwell doesn't kill mice. He's notoriously bad at that. But if he's, like, swiping at a feather or, like, a piece of yarn, he's going to have a strategy and a tactic. And it's it's not going to be like... Well, maybe I will. Eh, maybe I won't. Although, actually, that's also true for Maxwell. <laughs> that does sound like your cat. Yes. What did you think of the final showdown? Oh, yes. Between um, Arnold and the Predator. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just set, like, set the scene a little bit. So, Arnold is essentially, at this point, the last man standing. Mm-hmm. Anna has disappeared into the jungle after Arnold screams, get to the choppa. But everybody else at this point is dead. Um, Billy has met his match in the Predator. 
mm-hmm. is a weird moment where he's like, I can take you down. I don't he know. He takes off his shirt and he just like does like a weird last stand. I'm thinking like he'd be so much more useful helping her get to the chopper. Right. There are a million other ways he could have survived. Well, and then and the one guy loses his mind too because his buddy gets up by the tree. Yeah. And he says, like, I'm gonna have me some fun. And he like loses his mind. Yeah. And also gets killed, shot in the head with a laser gun. Yep. So if we're going off of the idea, actually, this is in our rewritten predator. That all these men are meeting up the sins of their past. Yeah. I would like to see that in the moment of their death. Of your neglect. And I'm here to kill you now. Just like. And all of your crimes. And even if you didn't do any crimes, I'm still going to kill you for associating with these guys. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And that way it's not specific. Yeah. Except for Arnold where it is specific. Right. Right. It's very personal. I like that idea better. It's like a little bit more. um, Nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. Less literal. Yeah, I like my idea only because it, it's kind of like a horror movie where people get picked off one by one. Yeah. Um, I think it could work either way. It would have to depend on the script, obviously. Yeah. Regardless, this is not the case. Um, everyone has died except for Arnold, and Arnold has fallen into the waterfall, and that's where mm-hmm. he realizes that if he covers himself <laughs> with mud, the predator can't pick him up. So he basically, we do a training montage. Yeah, a booby trap montage, really. Yeah, Arnold is like, Showing off his muscles, setting oh, up. He's got giant shots. arm muscles. He has giant arm muscles. His arm, it's like it's like where a normal arm would be, then a, a big muscle on top of it. Yeah. Like, like a, little, a separate little muscle on top, but big. Like if you were to get um a roll from the bakery and put it on top of your arm, that's what it looks like. Or like a roll of toilet paper that you'd strap on top <laughs> of your right <laughs> like lower bicep. Yeah. But his arms are outrageous. But yeah, he does this whole montage where he's like setting up booby traps and he's like Covered in mud, so predators all of a sudden slow and dumb and doesn't care about motion, the motion of a man setting up booby traps. Most predators, animal predators though, can pick up like that's the thing, they pick up motion really well. Right. Even if he's deaf, which right. this film does not establish at any point that he's deaf, it would have actually been pretty smart to try and establish he couldn't hear things. They make so much noise. They make also. so much noise. But yeah, he's moving a lot and the predator can see movement. He just, it's not the heat signature, but he can see movement. Right. So he should be able to pick him up. I mean, Predator would at least be like, oh, there's a lot of like. Weird, weird those leaves are really moving like a human man do. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then Arnold lights a bonfire to attract the Predator. Mm-hmm. And come a calling, he does. Because the Predator is so humanoid, it really does beg the question, what does he want? Mm-hmm. Especially when he takes off his mask. Why do you think he showed his face like that to Arnold in this climax? You know, because basically they they square off. Uh, Arnold lights the fire. The predator comes. The predator doesn't get tripped up by the booby traps. The predator goes around. Yeah, predator is smart enough to know. How does a predator notice the booby traps but not the man? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's stupid, but he goes around and he takes off his face to show Arnold. Right, after they've like fought and kind of bested each other or like come to like well, no, even with, no, within this moment, they're not fighting. They're just, like, staring. Oh, right, right. Maybe it's, like, um... he, sh- he showed his face a little bit earlier. I'm sorry. But he shows his face to him. A little bit like a bulldog face meets a scorpion. But he shows him his face, and then he doesn't attack him, allowing enough time for Arnold to attack Predator. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wanted him to be, like, we're equals. This is what I actually look like. But to what end? I don't know. Right, that's completely unearned. Yeah. Why would the Predator think they're equals? I... 
think, I mean, that would be my guess, best guess as to what the movie wants us to think. But it's completely unearned. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, where would the film get off thinking that? Um, its own hubris. <laughs> yeah, it's like completely like thin underneath. Like, how would you even get like from point A to point B there? But yeah, I think you're right. I think that's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense or add up or feel earned. But yeah, the men face off. Uh, Arnold bests Predator. Predator puts his mask on at some point too, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Predator lets him go. I was confused about that. Yeah, why does Predator spare Arnold? When he catches him, he looks at his face and he can identify him as a human. He can see the heat signature. Yeah. Because we see his Predator vision. He sees the heat signature. And then he doesn't kill him. I thought it was something to do with earlier when he's looking at the skull. Maybe he was considering a skull. Yeah. Maybe he was. I yeah, he was very like, Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah. Considering a skull. I wrote, uh-oh. Predator, this is, yeah. So Predator gets up in Arnold's face. I, I misspoke earlier. Up in Arnold's face. Sees him real close. Sees his heat, heat signature. The mud's not working. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't kill him. And then he takes off his face. And that's when Arnold calls him one ugly motherfucker. Like, rude. I know. This man just showed you his face. He's trying to connect with you on, like, a very deep level. (laughs) He's showing you something. His true self. Okay, so I have to ask, what does Predator actually say? Because what I got from the garble was, like, I will destroy you or your world or something. I wrote it down. Um, He repeats what Arnold says, either in a mocking way Uh or in an echo. He only repeats what Arnold says. So Arnold, when they're facing down, they're like on top of each other face to face. Arnold says, what the hell are you? And Predator says, what the hell are you? That's interesting because one of the things I did really like was that Predator was learning how to mimic people's voices. Yes. And the Predator was mocking the laughter of of one of the... Of Mac. Yes. And he was also repeating Mac when Mac, right before Mac kills the scorpion. Mm -hmm. He says like, turn around. Yeah. He mocks that a little bit too. Um, yeah, Predator repeats, what the hell are you? And then Predator hits the self-destruct button. Yep. Blows himself up. Okay, I, what I understood from that scene was, I will destroy your world. <laughs> or I will destroy you. That's right. And then before, before that, Arnold says, come on, kill me. Do it now. Kill me. When they're face to face. And then he doesn't. Yeah. He kills himself. Predator doesn't kill him. He kills himself. That's, I don't understand this movie. Why? Why, 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 why? Yeah, it ends with the Predator killing himself instead of killing Arnold when they're face-to-face and he could have. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the Predator would kill, would like pull the self-destruct button? Also, the fact that he has one. I mean. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe, like, if I were to speculate that the movie, what it wanted me to feel, I would say that it wanted me to think that the Predator recognized that Arnold was, like, a superior what? Predator. Right. Stupid. Right. But that's the only answer I can come up with. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I think that's right, which is stupid. Hitting the self-destruct button, he must have known that was an option the entire time. I don't know why he decided to not kill Arnold, though. He very well could have. He did two things. He showed Arnold his real face, and he got up close and personal with him, Mm -hmm. and he didn't kill him. Um, He could have very easily. He didn't need to do either thing, and he could have very easily killed him. Again, it only makes sense in the version of the film that I even wrote down here in my notes. I hoped he'd be someone we know from the movie. But nope, he's a yucky, slimy alien. Like, it just seems like such a cop-out to go for that, that he's not connected whatsoever to Arnold. Even if he is just a yucky, slimy alien, could it be a yucky, slimy alien that Arnold, like, dismissed in Afghanistan? 
was rude to said i don't believe in aliens you know like anything it just it seems so thin to me yeah i think that's the movie i wish there were answers in these questions that would have made it that would justify our time in this film Mm -hmm. but i don't think there are to me this movie feels like the difference between dc and marvel where predator is dc (laughs) and aliens is marvel Marvel. right where it's right and i think we really only compare the two because we know that these worlds will eventually collide in some kind of bullshit crossover but exactly yeah when where alien is sophisticated and scary and spooky and tonal and all the things and predator is blunt and stupid and doesn't follow its own rules and boring is boring i agree it's just not a good movie and i was hopeful but there's a lot of quotes in this that do come back around that we heard quite a few times get to the chopper yep come on kill me do it not kill me i've heard um the expendable thing i've only heard get to the chopper but yeah the thing is though that there are sequels to this there's predator 2 and then we have the predator would you want to watch the predator which one is that one? That's the one with uh, Yvonne Strahovski. That's like a remake altogether. Oh, okay. So it's like a 2018 complete remake, I think, okay. of this film. Okay. Um, I'm curious about it. All right. So out of five trash can fire ratings, how many trash can fires would you give this film? You know, when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, I'll give it a two. That's kind of where I'm at. But I think I'm just going to give it a one. Yeah. I just think it's really pretty lifeless. And so full of holes. That even though I wasn't like, I hate this movie, I just don't think it's worth mentioning in the pantheon of action movies. Yeah, I agree. What about you? I agree. I mean, when I, even when I asked that question just now, my immediate thought was two. Mm -hmm. Two. But I think you make a great point for one. I mean, what am I giving it two for? Yeah, there's no laughs. There's nothing that I enjoyed seeing on screen. There's no relationship I'm into. Nope. There's nothing at stake. Mm-mm. We don't invest in any of these characters' backstories or what, why they're out there. The Predator isn't even that scary or interesting. No, and the, like you said, there's a million plot holes to where the Predator's villainy uh, has nothing at stake. I mean, the most interesting thing about the Predator to me is the fact that he has a wine key. On yeah, his... he does have a wine key. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, he's there to like have some fun. Yeah, I think it's a one for me as well. It was disappointing. I was really looking forward to watching this and yeah. realizing that it is actually a one. It's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, but oh well, we're done with this. We don't have to feel sad anymore. Yes, this is true. So that was Predator. We will regroup and see if we ever want to revisit this world again. But in the meantime, next week... Our next movie will be The Transporter. If you would like to watch beforehand, please do. If you don't want to, that's fine. We'll still be spoiling it and talking all about it. In the meantime, if you'd also like to send words of praise or movie ideas, you can email us at ladiesgetaction at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at ladiesgetaction. If you've been listening to the podcast and you've enjoyed it, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star written review. We'd so appreciate it. And Rebecca, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Ringley Casting. And Rin, where can people find you? Also on Instagram at Rin Olson, R-I-N-O-L-S-S-O-N. Until next time, get, get some, some action. action.